Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Colleen Edwards-Chesley. I am the founding director of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, and you are listening to our monthly radio podcast show sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio X called Women in Leadership. I'm super excited to be in the studio today. We've got two wonderful, amazing guests with us today, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff. I'm, I'm super excited. These two women kind of have something to do with each other with their businesses, and you'll hear that in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the organization. If you've been listening to us for a little while, we have been on air now for almost two years. This is actually show number 29. And we're excited to have been working with Pensacola Business Radio X and being able to spotlight not only women in business, but also sometimes some men in business as well that help support women in business. Our organization, Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, is an organic organization born right here in Pensacola, Florida. Florida. We serve the Escambia and Santa Rosa counties, and it's called Of the Gulf Coast because we really want to expand officially into other areas in the near future. So we're excited about our growth. Our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. And we do that in a number of different ways. One way we do that is through our monthly networking meetings. If you are a woman and you're in the local area, we would love to invite you to come to one of our networking meetings. Last week at our Pensacola meeting, we had 56 women there. And let me tell you, the room was full of so much diversity, not only of ages, of, of, uh, you know, colors and races, but also of businesses. It's amazing to see all these different businesses that are popping up in Pensacola and women that are that are running these businesses. There were entrepreneurs in the room. There were corporate women. There were stay-at-home moms that are doing a side hustle and other women that are looking at, at trying to expand in different areas. So it's a lot of fun to have all those women in the room. We do some professional development. We do some networking, we have some fun and door prizes and lunch and stuff like that as well. But it's just a neat arena to put women in together and have them grow. If you'd like to attend our meetings, find us on Facebook. We are on Facebook under Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. All of our meetings are listed there. We do meetings in both Pensacola and in Gulf Breeze. And we meet once a month on the first Friday in Pensacola and then once a month on the third Friday in Gulf Breeze. In addition to our meetings, we also do some other fun stuff. This uh, this time, I call it conference season because we are gearing up for our sixth annual Pursue Your Passion conference. We are excited to be bringing in our keynote speaker is Liz Jaswick. She is from the Chicago area. She was the keynote speaker last year at EntreCon. So if you had gone through that event, you probably walked away realizing this is an amazing, amazing woman. She is a strong leader. Uh, she her the All of her career she spent in the healthcare industry and and her presentation is called Women in Leadership Women and Leadership. She really subscribes to the philosophy of passionate leadership. So she talks about so she's going to discuss some winning strategies specifically tailored to women leaders. And she's going to explain what is passionate leadership, how can we acquire strategies for successful outcomes in passionate leadership, and then gain some different insights 
to the differences between the way women and men lead. Liz is very blunt. She is, she doesn't seem to have much of a filter. She tells it like it is. And sometimes it's, it's really interesting to get a perspective from a woman who's really obtained a lot of success, but then is very honest about some of the struggles and, and some of the ways that, that she's had to adapt along the way. So we're super excited to bring her in. If you'd like to attend our conference, it will be held on October 17th and October 18th this year and right here in Pensacola at Sanders Beach Community Center. Registration is still open right now. You can register for $69 per person on August 18th, it changes to $79. So if you're a procrastinator and you want to pay us a little bit more money, we love that. If you want to save a little bit money and go ahead and lock in your registration, go ahead and do it now before the price changes. We also have vendor tables at the conference. We'll have, we're bringing in this year speed networking for the very first time into the Pensacola community, which is going to be a structured strategic speed networking event. Different than sometimes you walk into another event event where you just pick up a random number, you sit down in front of that person and you have no idea whether that person was strategically meant to meet you or have anything to do with, um, with your business. Whereas more structured speed networking, it's going to give us a chance to behind the scenes, match up people that, that need to be connected because they can help empower each other in business. So when you do a more strategic speed networking event, you're going to get back a lot more contacts that are going to be valuable for you and your business. That event will be open to both men and women. And that one will be held on October 17th during lunchtime. So watch for that information and go ahead and get registered to attend that event as well. Another big push we're doing at this time of the year is to our leadership book pull. If you've ever been to a wine pool, it's basically the same concept. You buy a ticket and tickets are $25 each. Instead of you getting each ticket corresponding to a bottle of wine for our leadership book pull, each ticket corresponds to a leadership book. So everybody that buys a ticket will walk away with a leadership book, and then we will randomly draw tickets that will win a gift certificate. So we're giving away things like Brand U has donated a free website landing page. Manpower has donated eight hours of temp help. We have a leadership coach, uh, Annetta Johnson from A Leader's Edge, who's donated five one-hour leadership coaching sessions. We've got conference rooms uh, donated from Cowork Annex. Lori Weekly has teamed up with with Wave Photography, and Lori Weekly is donating the professional makeup session for a headshot, and then Wave Photography is donating the headshot. And so that's pretty exciting. We have things like banners and business cards and other prizes being added to this lineup as well. So if you're interested in buying a ticket for our leadership book pool, we are selling those now on our website. They're $25 each. And like I said, you get a free leadership book with each ticket, and then randomly drawn tickets will also receive one of those certificates. It is a fundraiser for Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, and it's part of our conference. So we're excited to be doing that event. We'll be doing the live drawing at the conference, but if you buy a ticket, you don't have to be present to win. After the conference, we'll have we'll be able to draw your ticket and see if you're eligible for a, a certificate, but at least you'll, you'll walk away with your leadership book as well. The other big project that we're working on right now is Power Up. This is challenge number six of Power Up, and Power Up is our 12-week leadership class series 
where we teach different areas of business that focus on either marketing, networking, business efficiency, and sales skills. So we go over things like LinkedIn, how to set up your calendar to make sure you're working efficiently. Things like what do you do before you go to a networking event? How do you even pick out which networking events to attend? And then other concepts like when you sit down in front of a prospect, how do you do an effective one-to-one meeting? So we go over all those different concepts in Power Up. Our Power Up series is right now, it's $165 for the entire series. That gets you all 12 classes. If you want to buy the classes individually, they're $15 each. They will be held right here in Pensacola. So you can participate in the networking that we do during the class. And if you want to attend the class remotely, there's an option to pay for the classes. And then we send you a Dropbox file that contains the full audio of the entire class, plus all the handouts, all the screenshots, any homework that we've assigned. So you can virtually participate in the class, you just lose out on some of the networking time at the by not being there in person. But it gives a lot of flexibility, especially for a lot of women in business, that maybe they can't take off once a week and leave their office to come to the class, they can still be able to participate remotely. And we hear from our graduates that they listen to those audio files over and over again, to make sure that they're really taking advantage of the concepts that we've talked about. And also, as as your business grows, and as things develop, different things may appeal to you at different points in your career. So once you've purchased the class, you've got the class forever. We don't ever disconnect or remove any of those training materials from any of our graduates or anyone that's attended our classes. All right. So that is a lot about Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. If you'd like to connect with us, our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. And then on Facebook, we're at Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. We're also on Instagram. So find us on Instagram and on LinkedIn, you can find my personal page, Colleen Edwards Chesley. Now I'd like to go over just a few minutes of a book review. So last month I talked about a different book called The Slight Edge. This month I want to talk about one of my fa- another one of my favorites, and this is a book by Dan Sullivan. It's called The Laws of Lifetime Growth. This is a very small book. It's one of those that is uh, maybe about half the size of an eight and a half by 11. It's a very quick read. It's only about 100 pages. And I just love this book because it breaks down some of the key concepts to maximizing life. And I'm going to talk today about law number two. When he talks about the laws of lifetime growth, he's got about five or six different laws. And law number two really stands out to me. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Law number two is about always make your learning greater than your experience. So experience alone is no guarantee of growth. We focus a lot of times about experience. You know, how was your experience at that event or, or what was the experience as you went through a sales conversation? But we don't necessarily talk about the, the learning that comes from that experience. If you regularly transform your experiences into lessons, then you'll make each of your day, each day of learning a source for growth and future development. Every experience you've had has two parts. There's the part of the things that went really well for the experience. And then there's the part of the things that didn't necessarily work. I know for me in the past, a lot of times I've focused on just the things that didn't work. And then you may leave an experience feeling like, oh, I did 
I didn't do that right. Or I forgot to add that comment when I, when it was perfect to add it. If you don't focus on both sides, you can leave with a pretty negative impression. And maybe that'll cause you to not necessarily want to repeat that experience again. If you focus on both sides, both the positive and the negative, then you can really walk away with using it as a learning experience. Once you've identified those two aspects of every experience, then you become aware of new ways to maximize what's worked and you'll bypass or eliminate the things that didn't work. And I'm going to talk about a specific example of how that really happened in my world as well. In the process, though, the experience is transformed into a source of growth and you gain new sources for meaning of the experience. We don't get to choose in life the experiences that we have, but we absolutely have a chance to choose what we do with those experiences. The mental energy that comes out of evaluating an experience can go a long way towards growth. I might be talking a little bit with Alyssa in the future about that, one of our guests that's in the in the studio with it with us today. So Dan Sullivan really advocates to transform your experiences into lessons and you'll never feel world weary or disadvantaged by your past. Instead, each lesson will provide you a foundation for a better experience in the future. One of the homework assignments he assigns in this book, and I love each of these chapters because at the end of each chapter, it's got some tangible exercises that you can do to try to implement these different laws into your world. And with with his, his exercise at the end of chapter two, he talks about writing down your experiences and then really thinking about them and thinking what you could do to improve the, uncom- the outcome the next time and use that as a learning experience to move forward. So in my example, when I was in the financial industry, I was always analyzing my sales process and I had scripts from, from different companies that I worked with and those were always tried and true and, and, and created by management because they knew that they worked. But for me, I had to find what worked for me individually. I wasn't necessarily a script person that I could read something. It always sounded like it didn't, it wasn't authentic. I had to try to customize it to my particular language and and the conversation I was having. So a lot of times I would analyze sales conversations. And sales conversations can be very intimidating if you don't have a lot of experience in the sales industry. And all the time I'd have an experience where I would meet with a client. Maybe I didn't say the right thing at the right point. Maybe I didn't interact when when it was a great opportunity or, or one of these, um, what I call a window of opportunity in a sales conversation. And I'd walk away from the meeting feeling like I didn't, I gave it my all, but I didn't necessarily react the way that I would have liked to. So I started a journal and I would journal after every sales conversation. So if I sat down with a prospect and I went through an opening interview with a client. Afterwards, I would do all my case prep after the interview, but then I would sit down on my personal journal and I would write down how the conversation unfolded. And I would document, hey, when he said this, I should have jumped in and said this. Or when he when he argued or had an objection to something I mentioned, I had the perfect line. I just couldn't remember it at that at that moment. But I would write in my journal like the conversation was happening again. And what I found for me was that I couldn't go back and fix 
that conversation that had just happened, that was already done. But what was amazing to me was that I started seeing future conversations. I started saying the things that I meant to say in the last conversation, but I said them in the future conversations. So immediately I realized that my brain, I was training my brain to pick up on the positive things that happened in these experiences, but then also be more adaptable to react better when the things that happened that were not necessarily the best thing in the conversation. And it just made, it made me such a better salesperson and made me so much more aware of improvement. It was almost creepy because it seemed like these experiences would come back at me, kind of like the universe telling me, hey, I'm giving you a second chance. And on the second chance, I would do things better than the first. And I really attribute that to writing in my journal, because if I hadn't have gone back and recreated that conversation, basically in my head and on paper, I don't know that I would have been able to adapt. I would have repeated the exact same experience again and still wondered why I was running into brick walls. So that is my example for from Dan Sullivan's The Law of Lifetime Growth. That was chapter number two, always make your learning greater than your experience. So hopefully you took something away from that book review. Now we're going to move on to the guests that we have in our studio today. And I'm super excited because I've got two amazing women in here today. And these two women are actually board members for Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. The first one I want to introduce is Christine Briggs. Christine is a nurse practitioner. She runs the Hormone Restoration Center right here in Pensacola. And then also Sandestin or... Miramar Beach. Miramar Beach. That's right. I forgot. Miramar Beach. She is not... Um she is not from far away. She was actually born in Orlando. She grew up in Satellite Beach, and she got her bachelor's in nursing from the University of Southern Mississippi and her master's from the University of Colorado. She has 25 years of combined experiences experience as a registered nurse and nurse practitioner. Talk about learning. That's a lot of experience to go through. For the past 11 years, Christina specialized in bioidentical hormone therapy and currently holds certifications in endocrinology and bioidentical hormone pellet therapy. She has been a BioT affiliate producer or provider since 2013 and provides what we consider to be the best bioidentical hormones on the market today. Christine's been working with the Hormone Restoration Center since 2014, and she's able to optimize vitality and well-being by treating hormones in both women and men. We talked about that earlier. I didn't know that men had hormones. How Absolutely. Many, how many of your patients or how many of your clients that, uh, I, I know nothing about anatomy. I know I just got a huge eye roll from the rest of the studio. I apologize. I'm learning about anatomy. But um, tell us about how many of your clients are women versus men. Um, our ratio pie usually splits out 80% women and 20% men. Um, men tend to be a little more reserved. Um, so I see them once they hit a point where either their spouse or their significant other is bringing them in, or they've um, had some erectile dysfunction occur that um, a, a significant other, you know, it's affecting their relationship. Right. And I would think, I mean, let me know if this is incorrect, but I would think 
traditionally across the board, men just don't tend to see doctors as often as women do, right? That's they, correct. They tend to be a little bit more reactive, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, statistics show that men, you know, are usually brought in when they have a significant other. It's usually the significant other who's making their appointments and saying, hey, you need to go. Probably dragging them in, kicking and screaming, uh, don't they? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell us about the women that you serve. And I know we talked about bioidentical hormone therapy, but tell us about why would somebody want to seek out the Hormone Restoration Center and tell us about what what you're able to do for some of these women. Absolutely. Um, Bioidentical hormones, what bioidentical really means simply is that when you look under a high powered microscope, um, a human hormone cell and a bioidentical hormone cell look exactly alike. So they cannot tell the difference. So the bioidentical hormone is able to lock into the cellular receptor completely, open up that cell, and therefore be able to utilize that hormone to its full extent. Basically, the body recognizes it as a human hormone. That's what I was going to say. To the body, it's the exact same, isn't it? It is. And this is different than chemical fixes for things like hormones, right? Correct. You know, so our synthetic hormones came out in the early 1960s. Um, You know, we started out with birth control that came out in the early 1960s. And then um, following that came out, you know, hormones for women who are going through menopause. And so the United States got away from using natural bioidentical hormones, particularly the pellet, which was brought to the United States in 1939. And it was developed for women who had had a radical hysterectomy. So they were doing them back in the 30s. Um, But when the synthetics came out, it was much easier for a provider to write a prescription than to do a 10-minute procedure. And so the United States got away from using bioidentical hormones. Um, In Europe today, bioidentical hormones are still the mainstay. And there's been a resurgence here in the United States because of, you know, the known um, possible scary side effects that synthetics do hold, like um, heart attack, stroke, blood clots and increased risk of cancer. Very cool. And and you mentioned um, menopause. So that's when I think a lot of times that's when your hormones kind of go out of whack is when you're approaching the, the older years. Is that true? Or, or do, you're, do you have clients that are 18 years old? I have some clients who are actually 21. Um, and it's because of what we have found a benign mass that sits on pituitary. It's known as a prolactinoma. And what it does is that it decreases the testes and the the ovaries and producing those hormones. Um, most people, you know, men start to have a decline in their natural testosterone as early as age 29. They just don't rec- um, feel it because it's a drop yearly anywhere from 1 to 3%. So if you're only dropping 1 to 3%, 29, 30, 31, and so forth, you don't know it, notice it as rapidly. It's like the frog sitting in the warm water and it slowly raises sure. and they, you know, they, they boil jump out. They don't. Mm -hmm. Women, on the other hand, can go through perimenopause for 10 and 15 plus years prior to menopause, but they feel it. So, you know, they may have that irritability. They may notice the low or decrease in sex drive, um, the fatigue, you know, that irritability of, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, you know, I married this woman and who is this now? Oh my gosh. Um, but they You're can right. Have those that. changes are much more drastic. They with are women, very aren't they? drastic 
like for women. And then when mm-hmm. you hit full blown menopause, um, then we start getting into things, you know, like painful intercourse. Um, women do gain weight around the middle. It's very hard to lose. Um, and like the men, they get that little mid paunch um, that you see a lot of uh, older men have. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to lose, even though they may be following an exercise or dietary regimen. Sure. And I've always learned from just my experience in the life insurance industry that that weight at the middle is also so detrimental to you. It is. It can impact all your internal organs and just have such a bigger effect. If if you're gaining weight in your chest or in, in other areas of your body, it's much, much safer. So that that weight around that middle is, is that danger sign to say something's not going right. Yes. Um, you know, even as the cardiac risk is greatly increased, you know, so you hear about the pear body shape and the apple body shape. Mm-hmm. It's the apple. It's that middle, um, weight gain that just really increases that risk of cardiac event. Wow. Wow. So some of these things are, I mean, it's life threatening, but it's also just maintaining your peace of mind and your normal relationships in life. Yeah. And uh, in the meeting, I think you've heard me say, when I ask a question, have you been involved with a conversation where somebody's complaining they have fatigue, weight gain, they can't stand their spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, and people laugh and I meant it tongue in cheek, but I don't think it's a coincidence in my mind that an age group of 40 and above has one of the highest divorce rates. Well, when is their hormones falling? Are we, you know, placing that irritability, um, that lack of sex drive in a relationship and intimacy that, you know, we're not communicating anymore. And I'm not saying that hormones are an end all be all. Sure. But is it a possibility that it's contributing? Absolutely. Well, and a lot of times we just don't think about those internal factors that are affecting everything. I mean, we think sometimes that we're invincible and Mm -hmm. that as we age, that things shouldn't change. You know, I've always been fine in my teens or my twenties or thirties. And then all of a sudden when things change, sometimes it's hard to say, wait a minute, maybe there's another factor that's contributing to that. Right. So when women come and see you, what is one of the primary complaints or when they come in, do they know it's hormones or do you go through the testing that you do to be able to determine, Hey, this is what, this is where the issue really is. So online, you know, a lot of people are finding us on Google and on our website and we do have a mini test on there. And so so, a lot of our Um, clients have maybe an idea, is it possible? So when we go through the consult, you know, we give them a checklist. We call it the bioidentical hormone checklist. Do you have these symptoms? And if you do, how do you rate them? You know, mild, mild, moderate, or severe. Um, And then we do blood testing um, to find out where those levels are. And one thing that we really take a hard look at besides just the testosterone and estrogen, progesterone and all that is thyroid function. Um, Most people don't understand that there is different types of thyroid disease. And so with just a TSH, a thyroid stimulating hormone, you know, you're looking at the brain and the use of its T4 and the pituitary sending a signal down to the thyroid. But what most people don't understand is from the neck down, you need a different thyroid hormone known as triiodothyronine. And that's oftentimes not tested. And so if you're dealing with like a secondary high hypothyroidism, which Dr. Mark Starr wrote a huge book on, um, then you're missing an opportunity that there is thyroid dysfunction. That's very interesting. So some of your patients, I would imagine, come from the traditional medical world. You know, they've been Mm -hmm. treated by a traditional 
doctor and maybe their some of their symptoms have gone away, but not everything's gone away. And maybe you're able to identify that maybe it's maybe it's a different cause or more specific, like you're talking about with the the um, the um, what we were just talking about the thyroid. <laughs> the thyroid. Absolutely. So give us um, just one last we're running close on time. So give us some um, encouragement to the women that are out there to come see you and then also go through how they would reach out to you and find you. Absolutely. Um, you are not crazy. You know, a lot of times we hear that, you know, I, you're, it, it's okay, honey, you're just getting older. You are not crazy. It is a highly possibility that it is your hormones or thyroid or both. And everything starts with testing. So if you want to give us a call about having a consultation and being tested, you can reach us at 850-333-3566. You can also reach us on our website at www.thehormonerestorationcenter.com. Um, you can email us at c.briggs at thehormonerestorationcenter.com as well. Wonderful. And all that contact information will be in our show notes as well. So if you're listening and you're driving and you didn't get a chance to write that down, don't worry. We will have that on the show notes. And then you have not heard all from Christine. So we will bring Christine back on mic in just a few minutes after we introduce our other guest and we'll be having some more conversation. So if you just listened to that, that was Christine Briggs with the Hormone Restoration Center. And now I'd like to introduce our other guest in the in the studio today, Miss Alyssa Warren. Alyssa is also another board member with Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, and she is actually our vice president on the board. So she's an officer. Yes. Welcome, Alyssa. Good morning. Good morning. I am so glad you're here today. I am you're, happy to be here. You are always exciting to talk to because I know we can get into depth on on not only your business, but then also some of the conversation we're going to have about women in leadership. Absolutely. Alyssa is a licensed psychotherapist. She runs Innovative Direction Therapy Services. She is the owner of the counseling services, and she also says it's an evaluation services as well. So it's a group of powerful women clinicians that help children and adults with life stressors, relationships issues, and mental health disorders. Innovation, Innovative Direction is located in Pensacola, and their phone number is 850-583-1342. Welcome, Alyssa. Hello, hello. So glad to have you here. So tell us, I know what counseling services are, but tell us how you really specialize, and tell us how you're able to help I'm assuming it's a lot of women, but also men out there as well. And it sounds like children as well. Yes. Um, I personally specialize in anxiety and depression and evaluations. Um, what evaluations you may ask is forensic evaluations, uh, which includes uh, criminal evaluations, immigration evaluations, and mostly custody evaluations. Um, I have two other clinicians that are in our group practice, and they specialize in a, a wide range of issues as well. They see children um, and teenagers where I see children only for custody evaluations. Got it. That makes sense. And we just talked when I was doing the book review about the laws of lifetime growth, how much our brain has to do with what we can do in the future. So that's really what you're helping people with is to try to get a better grasp on their brains, right? Yes, because everything that is around us is by perception. And so if our, where our perception is negative and all we're seeing is distortions, um, we have to change that. We have to retrain the brain. And it's actually a chemical process. So our thoughts change 
our, our chemical um, process in our brain, which changes the outcome of how we think and perceive things. And when I say it's a process, it's a process. We just don't have a silver bullet um, mm-hmm. or I'd be really expensive. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> exactly. So when you sit down and work with a patient, I mean, obviously with counseling, I'm sure it's a lot of tell me what you think and, and just and listening to their experiences. But then it sounds like you're also giving them the tools they need to be able to handle situations in the future. Is that true? Yes. What um, a first time client can expect is the first session is what we call an intake. We have to know what's going on to to help. And the more we know, the better we can help. So the first uh, session includes many, many questions. I call it the 21 question session. (laughs) So that's when we do. Yeah, we do a lot of asking and listening. After that, we get into therapy, the second session. That's when we start bringing on tools and techniques. So I always and I cannot speak for all clinicians, but I always start with what I call the soil. And everybody has to learn how to uh, learn what they're thinking and why they're thinking. If you don't know that, I I find it quite impossible for you to change anything because you have to have the knowledge. And so we work on that first. And then once people are self-aware and they can catch their thought process and really be aware and conscious of it, then we start giving the tools and techniques to change those negative thoughts or distortions. That's really cool. So what you're saying is that, that when people have thoughts, it's not just the thoughts that are, that are the problem. It's what's causing those thoughts. Maybe there's a root cause behind why their brain keeps going to that space. Absolutely. And a lot of people have the problem. Well, that's one thing. Um, it could be trauma. It could be a situation that happened. Um, it could be learned behaviors that we picked up from our parents or our friends or TV or music. Mm-hmm. And so it's just all, it's almost like a brainwashing and we have to de-brainwash. Absolutely. I think I, you know, I'm just personally, I love learning about all that kind of stuff. I listen to a podcast because I'm a I am a podcast addict and I listened to one this morning actually that talks about that talked about drama and toxic people. And the lady that talked about that, she said that she really doesn't like those terms because there are no people that are dramatic or that are drama and there's no people that are really toxic. It's how you perceive what they're doing that causes you to believe that it, that it's them. And the problem is not them. It's really you. If you're thinking you're surrounded by drama or surrounded by toxic people, chances are it's your perception of how they're acting that has to do with that. What do you, what are your thoughts there? Um, hmm. that I, I'd have to wrap my uh, brain around that a little bit longer because I, you know, as I all, I think most people are good people. However, I do think there are people who when you talk about toxic people, people who are very negative all the time, to people who are very mean to people, people um, who purposely try to hurt people. I wouldn't say that's not your perception. I would say put some boundaries up and not let that person in your life. Absolutely. You know, um, however, if you are that person creating all the drama mm-hmm. and um, the toxicity in relationships, then yes, it's definitely internal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever we are internalizing, we usually project on other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in your practice, you're working on people's brains. Like you talked about, your bra- you're doing a form of brainwashing. So if they didn't come see you, how much is that affecting their work? How much is it that affecting their life? So one of the first questions we ask in an intake is we always want to check environments. Okay. So I w- is this happening at work? Is this happening at home? Is this happening with your friends? That's very important because that actually kind of shows us if there is a root cause if it's sure. happening across the board that's very important for us to know if it's only happening at home which is very important for children too mm-hmm. because it's only happening at school 
ding, ding, something's going on at school. If it's only happening at home, something's going on in the household. And so it's very important to check environments. That's awesome. That's awesome. And when people come to see you, they come see you, you determine how often maybe they need to come see you and how long the process is going to take. Because I would imagine everybody's different. Everybody is different. Uh, We always recommend, and when I say we, my group, we always recommend weekly because of the way we retrain the brain for all new clients. I never give a timeline on that. Depends how much people have been having the same learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's, you know, 50 years old and they've been doing the same thing for 30 years, they're obviously going to be see- needing therapy longer than somebody who's been doing it for a year or two. Sure. These habits that have taken a long time to build up don't necessarily, it's not like you said, you don't have the silver bullet and you're not going to see them one time and then they're fine. No. And I, I do think people do believe that sometimes I have seen that, but it's just not, I wish our brains work like that, but, but they do not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. It would be awesome for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So remind us again too, about the two areas. I know you talked about two areas you specialize in, and then I know you do the, um, the, um, evaluation services as well. So if somebody wants to come see you describe kind of that ideal person and how they would know that they, that your services would be able to help them. Okay. I'm going to pick anxiety just because that's so, that's more common than depression. Um, anxiety, uh, and causes panic attacks and, and, and also, you know, so many different issues where it affects your whole life. And when I talk about environments, it can affect your life at work and it affect it at school, at home, because if you're having anxiety or panic attacks, you don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. You may even want to go to the hospital that they're so bad that you feel like you're dying or having, you know, having a heart attack. Um, so we work a lot with retraining in the the brain and the thought process that goes with it, because what usually goes with anxiety is the what ifs. Okay. We call that the what ifs in therapy. The what ifs is that futuristic thinking. What if this is going to happen to me? What if that is going to happen to me? Again, I don't, I tell all of my clients, everything that I teach in therapy, we should have learned in middle school or high school because (laughs) we would have been much better functioning teenagers or 20 something, 30 something. And and it goes on um, because if we had these tools and techniques, then we'd be much better off. So, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's no time like the present. Absolutely. And so that's what we start with. And then, you know, just like I said uh, before, is we start giving the tools and techniques um, for the thought process, for the um, physical sensations of anxiety. And, you know, most clients see between four to six weeks a change in their thought processes and the way they're feeling. That's really cool. So major changes in what sounds like a short period of time. Right. They'll start feeling the effects. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It's still a lot of work to do after that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. but you definitely will start feeling better. Very cool. So if somebody's having some problems at work, if they're having problems at home, if they're having problems, you know, just with life in general, it sounds like you can help them in a number of different areas. Absolutely. Even just life stressors. A lot of people think they have to have a mental health issue to see a therapist and Mm -hmm. they don't. Most of us don't have mental health issues. We have life stressors we don't know how to deal with or traumas that have happened that we don't know how to deal with. Well, and the world has changed and evolved so much more these days. There's it, in my opinion, it just seems like there is so much more to have to be prepared for and to adapt to with technology and social media and, and all the demands of life and work. Now things are just coming at us at such a faster pace. Um, so I appreciate you saying that, that somebody doesn't have to have necessarily a mental health condition or, or a, you know, worry about being labeled, that, that they can really come 
to you and really just get better at handling life. Yes, uh, we definitely need to get rid of the labels. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us um, also when somebody comes to see you, do they need to have insurance? Do you um, do you take clients without insurance? And then some of your contact information, how would they reach out and find you? Yes, uh, we do not take health insurance. Uh, we are private pay only. Um, by request, we do give clients a super bill so they can see if their insurance company has uh, will refund them in any kind of way. But that's completely between the insurance company and their client. We are located right across from the airport in Pensacola, Florida, and you can reach us at 850-583-1342 or go to our website, alyssahelps.com, www.alyssahelps.com, and you can request an appointment and find out more information on there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I learn more about your business every time I talk to you. Thank you, too. Pleasure. Absolutely. So that was Alyssa Warren. She is a licensed psychotherapist with Innovative Direction Therapy Services. And we're going to bring Christine Briggs back into the conversation now because this is where we open it up and we talk about general topics with women in leadership. So I love that the two of you ladies are here together because you have something to do with each other. You know, there's there's the hormone part about the physiology and our body and then there's the mental piece of it too so this is one cool power team just the two combo. of you it is a great combo <laughs> you know people where if you believe in the mind body spirit which i do we're all connected in our mind emotion body and spirit and if you try to separate those your outcome is not going to be as complete as it should be I 100% agree. That's one of the first things we, we talk about in therapy is it is connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about anxiety. If anxiety, you, that starts in your head and mm -hmm. then you start feeling it in your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about that. We, um, you know, we as women struggle with a lot of things. And I know, Alyssa, you treat a lot of patients that, that struggle with life and everything. But tell us about some of the personal habits of success. So some of the things that go well, not necessarily with your patients, but what do you do, Alyssa, to try to keep a positive outlook and try to keep, what do you do on a daily basis that just keeps you focused on that success? I know that I love my job and my clients. And that helps me go get through you know, if there's any big stressors, if you have an unhappy client, um, that you are doing a good job and you are doing the best that you can. Some of the things that I do to make, ensure success is I work a lot. Um, I work more so than I see clients. So, um, and I'm the, and the behind scenes, but I also have a lot of structure during Monday through Friday as well. So I plan out everything. I have appointments for everything. If I'm going to yoga, it's on my calendar. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to train my horses, it's on my calendar. Um, if I need to take a break. It's on my calendar. I also incorporate many vacations throughout the year. And I also make sure Sundays is a no-no day. And what that means is I'm not looking at my emails. I'm not looking at my office line. I am doing nothing that has to do with work. And that's really important. I think sometimes we as women and Alyssa, you are not only the a therapist, but you're the business owner. So you've got to make sure the staff is doing what they're doing. You've got to pay the utilities. You've got to do a lot of stuff besides sitting in front of clients. Yes. And I, and I, and I know that most people don't understand that because they're like, what are you doing? What do you, you don't have any clients today. 
Yeah. I'm actually way busier when I don't have clients than I am when I do have clients. Clients, you know, not to say it's the easiest part, but it is a much easier than the business side of it because you are, you're dealing with balancing out your other clinicians, balancing out bills, payments, admin, all of that good mm-hmm. stuff. Social media, Absolutely. marketing. Yeah. Yes. And Christine, Absolutely. you know about that too, because yes. you're in the same position. You're not only at the Hormone Restoration Center, but you're running the Hormone Restoration Center. You've got to do all the behind the scenes stuff. Mm, I'm um, by myself at the moment. You know, we're right on that edge of needing help. So uh, I absolutely know that because I'm the one that's scrubbing the instruments and putting them in the autoclave. I'm the one still making the appointments. I'm turning the room over, um, you know, making the supplies list, you know, so absolutely seeing patients is, you know, my forte and I love it and easy when it comes to the admin. It, it really does consume probably 80% of my time versus my patient time, which would be more like the 20%, that 80-20 pie we talked about. Absolutely. And when you do what you love, that's got to be frustrating because the part that you love is not the bookkeeping and the and the admin stuff. It's seeing patients. So what do you right. do, Christine, on a daily basis to help you keep in the right mindset and keep steering towards success? I have to really rely a lot on my friends and family. They have been an amazing support group. Um, Dr. Chern, who I work with, uh, has been an amazing support. And his wife, Amanda and Robin, down in the Miramar Beach office. Um, So a lot of times when I have that kind of day where you have to go back and you look and evaluate, could I have done something better or done something different with this patient, you know, um, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, Richard and Dr. Chern, this is the situation. This is what I did. What do you think? And a lot of times he comes back and said, you did everything right. You did everything that you could have. There have been a few times where he said, you know, maybe we should need to try this. And the nice thing about patients Um, and it keeps coming back, is you can always call them back. You can always pick up the phone and call them. And I have done that and say, you know, now that I've re-evaluated, I think I want to do this instead. What do you think? And try to make them a part of making that plan. But I rely heavily on my support system. That's awesome. And I know you do. You have a, a great support system. And and that, I think that's important in business. You know, business is hard. It's hard to run a business. It's scary. It's it's intimidating. It's it's exhausting. So and you two ladies are an example of, of running good businesses. And, and, and you always look like you're not stressed. But I know behind the scenes, I'm sure there is lots of points of stress and We're late laughing. nights. Yes, y'all are y'all are both cracking <laughs> up at this point. It's true. But you maintain such a great outside perspective, you know, and, and, and the, the, honestly, a very great role model for other women in business. One of the things that I do daily is I look towards motivation. I look towards inspiration and mantras or my I am statements. And the one I've gravitated towards recently is always make your comeback larger than your setback. And that's because I've recently had an auto accident. It kind of threw me a little bit um, in a direction that I wasn't prepared for. And so now I'm focused on really making that comeback better than setback. And I know, Christine, you love personal mantras and quotes and inspiration. So what's one on your mind today? 
Oh, gosh, there's actually a couple. Um, and I heard one on the radio. It's Winston Churchill. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard it on the radio where he, where he says, never give in, never give in, never, never, never give in. And I've heard that one. Um, you know, it is such a powerful thing because, you know, you're talking about the invasion during World War Two. And, you know, I, in my mindset, it's never give up. Never give up. Never, yeah. never, never give up. Yeah. My friend had one that was always don't quit before payday. <laughs> because literally that's what it was. It's like the mo right at the moment you're thinking of giving up, that's when typically you're going to have that breakthrough and things are going to get better. Yeah. So she would always say, don't quit. Payday's right around the corner. It's going to happen. Yeah. How about you, Alyssa? You like some mantras and inspirational quotes? Um, I can imagine you have a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, I, we definitely use these in therapy. And, and just a side note to add to that is gratitude and gratitude lists too. That's one of the techniques we do. There's lots of scientific scientific studies on gratitude lists. Pay attention to what you're thankful for mm -hmm. instead of what you're not thankful for. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite sayings is life is ever changing. Nothing stays good forever and nothing stays bad forever. So if you're in something and you just feel terrible, you know, whether it's a divorce or a breakup or you lost your job, it's going to feel bad. It is. That's part of the human experience, but it's not going to last. And you can look at your life to see the evidence of that. Mm-hmm. And that's so inspirational. It's so true that sometimes we get into that moment and we just can't see that it's going to be different or that there's an ending. It just feels like it's going to be like that forever. Yes, absolutely. So that's very cool. What about um, some man time management tips? You know, Alyssa, you talked about that you're very scheduled in your in your calendar, and that sounds like a, a great tool that's really helped you. Um, do you have any other tips for time management that you want to share? Um, you know, if you are not, okay. My first tip would be, you know, if you're a lister, I think Colin, you're not a lister, right? Oh no, I'm a you're huge a lister. lister. Okay. Huge lister. Uh, yeah. And you schedule that stuff on your calendar. That is great. And never schedule your whole list in one day. You're not going to accomplish it. Most yeah. Likely. That's intimidating. And, isn't it? Yeah. And so we call, <laughs> I say compartmentalize, compartmentalize, you know, break it down, get the hardest stuff out of the way in the morning. Mm -hmm. So you're not worried about it later in mm -hmm. the day. Yeah. And, and I love that, you know, recently I've started walking and one day this week, because I was trying to forecast the rain. I didn't walk in the morning and I walked in the evening. Well, what happened was throughout the day, I kept thinking, Oh, I'm going to have to walk. I'm already tired. And, but I still have to walk. It was almost like intimidating to the point that I put so much more drama into it and it really wasn't a problem. But if I would have done it first thing in the morning, then I don't even think about it. I just get it out of the way and it's done. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I learned, a, I learned a big lesson that, hey, if I'm going to postpone my walk, it's not, okay, do I walk in the morning or do I walk in the evening? It's so much easier if I just go ahead and knock it out and get it done. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not an exercise person. For a lot of people that are exercise people, they would be motivated by exercise. I'm, it's more of something that I don't really love yet. I'm getting there, but it's something I have to talk myself into. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about time management? What do you do, Christine, to manage? Because you've got a lot going on right now. You've got not only managing the business, but then managing your family as well. How do you balance the two? And, and what do you do to make sure you can get everything done that you need to? Um, well, uh, I write it on my calendar. So I'm right there with Alyssa. I make lists and you know, sometimes it has to be falling on to the next day. So I'm learning how to not list everything in one day because I can't get it done. Um, the other thing that I do is I try to set up um, 
with the business any and everything that I can the day or the business day before. So that if I know what clients are coming in, you know, I can set up the trays ahead of time. I can set up the paperwork ahead of time. And I do this at home too, is, you know, what do I need to get done and get it now rather than waiting so that it's done and I can move on to the next task that I need to do. So you're really, from a conscious level, you're really trying to be more prepared for the next day Yes, and get some of the busy work done early. That way, when you come in, you don't have to worry about some of that stuff. Right. That's a great tip. I love that. That's wonderful. What um, we're going to kind of wrap it up. We're towards the end. And the last question I want to ask, this is a hard one, but it's about leadership advice. So I know, Christine, I want to ask you at first and then I'll ask uh, Alyssa as well. What's the best leadership advice that you've ever received? (laughs) Somebody told me once that if you wait till you have everything that you think is absolutely perfect, you'll never start. So you've got to start somewhere and bring the rest and it will fall into line. But you've got to start. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. How long ago did you get that advice? I would say about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I love the kind of stuff that that people hang on to because, you know, that's the stuff that really made a big impact in their life. Absolutely. How about you, Alyssa? What's the best leadership advice you've ever received? I think the best I've ever received, or maybe I read somewhere, um, is that don't expect anybody underneath you to work like you do. (laughs) That way, you're not so hard on them. You're not driving yourself crazy. Um, Watch what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, if you're the leader, it's very hard to find somebody who's going to lead as much as you are. Absolutely. And it's interesting you brought that up. I talked with Stacy Kostovecki, who runs the Gulf Coast Kids House recently, and she said, and she's a hard worker, but I had interviewed her, I think, three or four years ago in, in our magazine, and I came back and asked her the same question again, which was very much to do with, you know, being a hard worker. And she said she's actually scaled back a little bit of that, always outworking her staff, but there used to be a bigger gap. And what she found was her staff came to her and said they were intimidated because she she was working so much harder than they were that they almost felt like they, they weren't doing enough and they almost felt pressured to do more. So she actually pulled back some of what she was doing, still outworking her staff, but not necessarily the big gap that there used to be. And I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think, wow, you know, the way that you work has an impression on everybody that works for you as well. Absolutely. It's all about, uh, you know, perception. Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. All right. So ladies, I want to go back around the room and and ask you just some words of encouragement for women out there. Both of you are strong business owners and there's a lot that that goes into that. It, It didn't happen overnight. I know both of you worked hard, very hard to get to where you are. So throw out some words of encouragement for some women that maybe aren't there yet. Maybe they're thinking about starting a business or maybe they're super early in starting their business and give them give them some words of encouragement that um, that it's not permanent. That if it's good, it might not last forever. If it's bad, it might not last forever. But give them some insight into 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 knowing that hey, it's it can be different in the future. My my thought that comes to my mind is another quote: "Is life is on the other side of fear." So if you have a thought and you have a dream and you have inspiration go do it. It'll be okay. You're, you may not work out as you think it's going to work out, but if you don't try, you'll never get there ever. So activate your plan. 
That's wonderful. I love that. All right, Christine, what do you have? So it does go back to if you wait until everything is in place and that you think is perfect, you're never going to start. So start, start climbing that mountain. It's not reaching that top that is necessarily the goal. It's actually the climb. You know, and I think what Miley Cyrus sang that song, (laughs) Um, which I find, you know, hilarious, but it's true. It's that climb. So just start. That's absolutely right. And what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Exactly. You could fall on your face and then get back up and do it again. Exactly. You never know, give up. Exactly. Never give up. I love that. All right. So Alyssa, reintroduce yourself and your business. You're with Innovative Direction, but remind our listeners how they can get in touch with you. All right. I'm Alyssa Warren with Innovative Direction Counseling and Evaluation Services in Pensacola, Florida. You can reach us at 850-583-1342 or visit our website, www.alyssahelps.com. Perfect. And Christine? I'm Christine Briggs, nurse practitioner for the Hormone Restoration Center in Pensacola. And you can reach us at 850-333. 3566 or on our website Awesome. And you've been listening to Women in Leadership. This is a show sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio X, specifically for powerful women of the Gulf Coast. And if you enjoyed listening to these two women in the studio today and you'd like to meet them, come to one of our networking meetings. They're both very active in our organization. They sit on our board, as well as Alyssa is our vice president on the board as well. So these are wonderful women. And these are just an example of two women that we have in our organization. We have a membership now of over 100 amazing, amazing women in our organization. And we're here to support each other. Our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we do that in a number of different ways. Our networking meetings, our conference, our power-up series of classes in addition to our radio podcast. We've got our print magazine coming back out. We're looking at doing some amazing things. So we want to know who you are. We want to have you interact with us. And if you're not a woman and you want to help interact with us, we do open some of our events up to men as well. We have many men that are sponsors of our organization, and we just really appreciate what the men in the community are doing to support powerful women as well. If you want to check out the book that I reviewed at the beginning, that was Dan Sullivan's book called The Laws of Lifetime Growth. And trust me, you will not be disappointed by that book. It's a great read, and I read it over and over again uh, for several years that I've had it, um, as well as my copy is actually autographed from 2008 from a business leader who turned me on to this book. So it's been one that's been in my library for a while, and I keep coming back to it over and over again. If you want to check out Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we are on Facebook at Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. We are also on Instagram at the same name as well. And our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. Come find us, check us out, and we would love to introduce you to our organization. Again, this was Women in Leadership brought to you by, uh, by Pensacola Business Radio X, and we look forward to hearing you next time. Thanks, everybody.